0: Hi, folks, and welcome back to another episode of Reload Podcast. My name is Connor McCann, and joining me as always are Lee Maxwell, Nigel Lamont. So it's good to be back, the three of us.
1: It is, sort of.
0: Sort of, yes. So uh, Get, getting, a, getting a bit of deja vu here. <laughs> <laughs> back to about two years ago, when we had a remote in. So yeah. if you're listening to this, folks, uh, hopefully the sound quality is good enough, but Nigel's remoting in with us. And before on. You can, we move you can on, maybe hear it in my voice. Ah, yes, man, (laughs) sicky, not well. Um, So thanks very much to Stefan for standing in for Nigel. Nigel was away sunning himself on the beach. How was that, Nigel? Ah, just, you know, get away, relax, good times. Would you say it's a stark contrast to today?
2: It is, it is a very stark (laughs) contrast, (laughs) as Um, we said.
0: So... On that same episode as well, I had test-driven the Citroen Ami. We talked about that. That was good fun. Um, we learned a bit about Stefan, how he likes to buy Absolute Lemons. Well, we also caught up as well with the DC show. We the, did. The Dutch Collective, which was absolutely brilliant. We'll get you to touch on that as well, Nigel, later on. But yep. as normal, we'll start off with... Well, hold on,
2: long, Can on. Just before you move on, I just want to say a big, massive thanks to Stefan. Outstanding as usual. He's just brilliant when he comes on, and we're going to have him on again. Excellent. Yes, well, he's going he to say, doesn't know that, but he is. He doesn't know if it's going to happen. <laughs> Take him off the sub he's, bench. He's he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um uh, just a few things to work back on about it. Um I was listening to it when I came back. Uh crypt keeper Connor. <laughs> yes, uh I did say that. That's all I can right. say about that. <laughs> I'll just I'll just put, note that down for later. So, will it's a good thing you're uh, thick-skinned. thing is, you know, we've got uh, Citroen on board for giving us test drive. So anybody listening that works in Porsche, a Taycan would be very, very suitable for a test drive. Yeah, that, that's the next step up in the EVs, isn't it? Just jump straight up. It's the natural progression, really. I think I would say so. Yeah, you want to you
0: want to start strong with Citroen and then make
2: that jump up into the Porsche. So but well, no, very good episode. Well done, well done, guys.
0: You're, you're all good then. You've uh, you've forgiven me for my my keeper comment. <laughs>
2: Well, you know, forgiveness is a very wide word. You know, you would forgive just, but not just...
0: forget. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Right before we fall out, then, what's new with you guys, Nigel? Do you want to kick us off? You've been
2: away for a while. Yeah, well, there's not a lot to report on, basically, because I was away on holidays in Spain with no kids and lots of lovely Spanish beer and sunshine. So that was cool. Did you see many uh, cars? want to hear something? You go where the Canary ends, and there's all old Volkswagens and Peugeots everywhere. Not in Menorca. That's where I was. By the way, Menorca. Um, a, lot, a lot of modern stuff there. And see, to be honest, a lot of people just run around in scooters.
0: Yeah, that's living the life. Did you hire one or anything?
2: No. Uh, I went into the local city one day, like. But God, the bus was was like one euro for a thirty minute trip. Take note, Translink. Yeah, was, you, was, one, you wonder sense. why your buses you wonder why your buses aren't working. That's why. No, didn't really see any cars over there, to be honest, or any, any of interest, anyway. You did bump into a listener, though? I did bump into a listener. Who did bump into? Grant? My memory's bad. A flipper, yes! <laughs> 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 yeah, a uh, couple, couple of days before we were coming back, uh, I was coming out of a shop just around the corner from a hotel. I was just coming out and just... I nearly walked into him. He was over with his uh, wife and child. They were over and... Uh, yeah. I think it's wife, maybe girlfriend. Sorry, Grant. <laughs> um so uh yeah, I bumped into him, so they were heading home the next day. So small world, Grant. That's all I'll say. Yes,
0: it's a very <laughs> small world. Yeah, so that's all you've been up to then?
2: Uh well, a few other wee things. The was I talking about the garage the last time it was on a month ago, was it? That no, was I think
0: you've talked about this in the background with us, but I don't think you've actually mentioned anything really on it.
2: Yeah, so uh, agreed with the Garage builder and the site that was doing the um, site prep for me. So I've started to clear it's going on the site of where uh, a bit of decking initially or originally was. So I've been hacking a decking that's half rotten. So that's been fun. Um, I need to basically get myself a circular saw because the technique I've been using hasn't been working because decking's put down with these wee square head screws usually. Yeah. And they're all gnarled. So of options of drilling them out, which there's probably a couple of hundred, or just going mental with a saw. I, I was sort of debating whether buying a circular saw or one of them saws all things. You I know, uh, was about to say the saws all would be the one for me. Yeah, they're the same price in Screw Fix. That's where I'm going tomorrow to get one.
0: Um, so, well, the way I look at it is, are you likely to use a circular saw anywhere else? But the saws all say you had an old car you wanted to get rid of or something. You can chop it up or cut pieces out or you know that kind of thing. Sold. I'm getting
2: a. I'm getting a sawzall. There you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, they're more portable and just yeah, handy. Like you, someday you'll be out and there'll be an old tree branch or something. Do you know what I mean? You'll you'll use it again.
2: Yeah.
0: You can yeah. sort of. There's a lot more to do with them, but new tools are always good.
2: Agreed. So getting getting the site ready, and I would, I would hope I would have it built by Christmas, but you know, famous we'll see last how it words. Goes. I remember ours been built for Christmas too. Yeah, two years later. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, also, my wife's caberlet, I'm just sort of saying this in case somebody knows of where I could get this fixed. It's the near the rear window in them, the way it's attached to the roof lining. Yes. Well, they're bonded to it, and the top line, the top of the window bonding has came away. And it's basically it needs rebonded, but who the hell does something like that in this country? Do you know anybody? I'm, Listeners, let me know. I'm guessing probably some of your
0: auto glass guys, like, that's bound to be a normalish thing for them, you know. It might be not yeah. that common, but somebody's
2: bound to have come across it wonder if that would be covered in your windscreen care
0: maybe I'm not really Something sure looking into. you could soon stick your boot through it and get a full new glass and then it might be covered <laughs> here, that is a terrific idea Connor, exactly you, we'll better,
2: have... you better edit that out I'm of this just about to say I'll cut that out case... for you <laughs> <laughs> no, so a bad time of the year for that to happen with rain more frequent than ever so... yeah, you may as well
0: just drive over the roof down yeah,
2: exactly that. apart from that, that's me Excellent, Lee. What have you been up to? Well, well I have, having COVID this week has really put a a downer in things. Like, that. aye, we'll, we'll stick with the positives. Well, that is a yes, positive. positive. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely.
1: Um, a couple of things we we've had a busy couple of weekends. Yeah, which has been strange because it's like we were kind of like a few weeks ago, we were like, no, oh, show season's over, and you know, blah blah blah. But uh, we've actually been out the last two weekends, so. Last weekend we went to Cars and Coffee up at the Outlet slash Boulevard, whatever it's called now, up in Banbridge. Yep. Um, in aid of Cancer Fund for Children. Slightly disappointing turnout. I don't know how well advertised it was. Um,
2: Was that Helen that organised that? No. No. I I don't know who you organised it. Can't remember the fellow's name,
1: but I've seen him around. He drives a caddy. He was at Dutch Collective and stuff. Like I've seen him around. Um, but we went up to that and then after that we went down to the Weybridge outside Luckbrookland to weigh the Jenna because we've always kind of been curious about okay what what does it actually weigh so we did a few different it was funny because it's one where you like I don't know if they're all like this to be honest I've never really been in one and obviously I'm not a lorry driver so but you kind of have to roll over it and then it's the instruction says like roll each axle over this wee metal Pad. strip um, I've only got two, obviously lorries have more than that But, so, but you can't We were pushing it Because we were trying to go slowly with it Because you have to go slow You're
0: also trying to keep the driver out of it as well
1: Yeah, and keep the weight of the driver out of it To weigh actually just what the car weighs So uh, we were pushing it back and forwards It was quite funny And uh, then we weighed it with two people in it One person in it and then we took all the stuff out of the boot, because apparently I carry a lot of stuff in the boot. 80 um, kilos of stuff? 80 kilos of stuff, as it turns out. What?
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all these tools and jacks and all that shit. To be fair, you don't normally carry your trolley jacket, it just happened to be it in. It just
1: happened to be there from the last time we were away. Um, so 8.90, I think, was the final figure once everything was out.
0: Yeah, everything out with about a quarter tank of fuel was 8.90. ninety. That's kilos, Crazy. not pounds for our American listeners. It's not yeah. that light. <laughs> I, th- I think a Mark ones just over eight, isn't it? It is, yeah. The jet is that slight bit heavier with the, the big booty on it. Yeah, um, they hit,
2: they hit Bigger engine as well, and the wheels.
0: Well, that's kind of what I was more curious about. Mm. You, you do have the wheels. I had forgot about those, but you obviously have a lot bigger engine and carbs and relative to, what, what was it, a 1300 originally? Yeah. Um. So it's quite cool to find that out. We worked that out as well. That puts it 183 horsepower per tonne, which is quite cool. That's very good. Yeah. So I think we worked out like a Civic Type R is like 163 per tonne, Um, you know, like your EP3s and things like that. So uh, obviously those cars are geared differently and more aerodynamic and things like that. But it just kind of gives a feel for how quick the car is, you know. Yeah. You, actually, you feel it quick when you're in it and you think if I crash, I will die in this thing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Our bikes don't really exist back then.
1: No, and then we went for a spin. Connor had the laptop with him. Um, so we went for a spin down a few flat bits of road to get the the revs at certain speeds because we're going to change the gearbox or the and the fifth gear. So wanted to see what it is now. And then once it's changed, what it is. Well, what were you
0: plugging that into? So Lee's car has... Uh, like a standalone that runs the injection side of or sorry, the ignition side Spark. of things. Yeah. yeah. Um it's a CAN EMS, I think it's called, or CAN M's, um ECU. Uh-huh. And it just plugs in with like oh you know, like serial leads you'd have got on a printer kind of thing.
2: Um and so you can advance in retard timing using the laptop, no? Yeah,
0: oh yeah, you can you can map that. you have full control of the ignition mapping on the laptop. You could change it on the fly danger to manifold color. exactly i was the way i don't touch that shit um but because it's obviously that car was like a base model there's no rev counter or anything in it so it was just sort of curious so we took it out locked on with the gps for speed and then set at like 30 40 50 60 70 and definitely nothing over 70 no
1: absolutely not officer. um
0: and i recorded all the speeds and revs at those speeds and then we'll do that when we put the new gearbox in with the TDI fifth and see what difference it has actually
2: made. And how far it was the speedo?
1: Did you reckon it's about ten percent? We kind of knew that from before because we had we had done that before.
2: G- generally, these 90s car really these cars they were usually ten percent. Now Novas Novas are a different story.
1: <laughs> Novas just make it up as they go along. Yeah, but once you put it's different like, wheels or n- even tire sizes on anything, your speedo is automatically yeah. out. So,
2: yeah. I think that's the police have to allow for ten percent for that as well. Yeah, when that, they're doing speed speed checks.
0: That was always a thing, yeah. And then back in the day, in the max part days, when you put bigger wheels and bigger tires, obviously, or smaller tires but bigger wheels, on that actually brought your speedo more accurate because, as you say, they mm-hmm. did read read over. Um, but it meant you didn't mm-hmm. have that margin then if you were sort of spotted on the road doing something. So no, that was fun. That was more. My nerdiness, wanting to come out, I've been at this, wanting to do it for quite a while, and yeah. sort of were like, right, this might be the last run out, so we'll do it. But it wasn't the last run out.
1: It wasn't the last run out, because I put I only put like a tenner of petrol in it last weekend on the way home, because I thought, well, she'll be we going in for the winter, I don't want a full tank of petrol lying in it all winter. Yeah. And uh, But then we decided uh, last night, <laughs> I think, <laughs> that we were going to head out this morning for, there was another kind of breakfast meet, down at Sprucefield, that the NIJDM guys had organised. But all were welcome. And we found out when we got there, the reason that all are welcome is because Sam's bought a Renault. So yeah, (laughs) they have to let everybody in now.
0: (laughs) Yeah, one of them's bought a Renault. One of them has bought a Golf GTI. Another one's bought an RS3. So NIJDM legends are quickly becoming NI German legends. Yes. Great to see. As it should be. (laughs) You love to see it. Um, yeah, Absolutely. that was a good fun morning out. It was. Um, it was a real mixture of cars at it, which was great to it see. there
1: was cars there that I've never seen before, which was which was cool. One of them being Gavin Black's green super that he won. Well, that was there too. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a few very very cool cars.
0: I will stand corrected as well because Mark King was down in a, a Defender, you no know, the new shape Defenders that I shot all over a while back. S V R. No, it's a. Uh, it's an urban edition Oh that's right X R S that thing is yeah. so good. Yeah showed us in around the interior, carbon fiber, everything. The seats are like a I think you say they're a Porsche Macan bases with the Recaro C S backs on them. Um like it just the details around that thing and it looks so aggressive. And mm-hmm. I said to him, I was like, what size are those wheels? And he was like twenty threes. <laughs>
2: like they don't even look big on it. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't like to be there twenty three inch tires. Hey. For. Them defenders have just grew and grew and grew. And me, I think they're class. I've they. got that one,
0: I I didn't like them at the start, but I think the more you see modified ones and like tastefully modified at that, they're they are really really nice. Uh, I
1: still don't like them, but I do like some of their colours. Yes, which is another thing that we did last weekend. So I had seen this colour of one of the the new defenders, and I can't remember the name. But it It's called something blue. We have it recorded. It's written down, and it was a is color- that like
2: a pastly blue.
1: Kind of, yeah. Like a greyish blue.
2: I think, yeah, I think I know the one you're talking about.
1: I think it's kind of a throwback to the old Defender blue, but it's more modern, obviously. Metallic. Um, Yeah, it's really nice and it was a colour that I'm considering for one of my long-term project cars. So we have a contact who works for Donnelly's.
0: Shout out for the contact.
1: (laughs) Shout out to that contact. He knows who he is. And uh, text him to say, do you have one in in this colour? And he said, "Yes, we do." And he told us whereabouts in the yard it was parked. So we headed off to Dungannon and uh, had a wee nosy around.
0: It was actually quite good because it was one of those things that you just walked up to, looked at it within thirty seconds, and went, "Yep, yep that's, that's the, the colour. One.
2: <laughs>
0: so and it was cool because it was like one of those Sunday morning or Saturday mornings, nothing was happening. And you're like, "What are we going to do?" You know. And when I suggested just going now, I was like, "Yeah, fuck it, why not?" So, and it was actually it quite done. good because we did see one of the new Jag uh, F-Types yeah. in mm-hmm. British Racing Green oh with my a tan interior. My God, that Beautiful. thing was unreal. thing of beauty. Yes.
1: And then that other, you know, that really dark, like dark but bright blue, like a royal blue, like yes. that really bright, I can't it's remember the really name nice it. too. You,
0: um, you mentioned earlier, Nigel, there are the SVR Range Rovers, that blue, it's like a real deep almost, I imagine, like a like a pearl, almost like a candy colour. Yeah. It's, it's really nice when the sun hits it. So, it was fun getting out and doing a bit of colour shopping. Yeah, it was. But the only
2: shopping I'd be doing Land Rover, to be fair. <laughs> some, some, some people go out looking for tiles for their bathroom. <laughs> you just go out shopping for cars, colour for your cars. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're on the forecourt. They're there to be looked at.
1: I mean, clearly, yep. they knew. They were like, they didn't come near us or anything. They were like, oh, the poor's are in. Don't bother. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, that's you. Oh, very good. Um,
1: uh, Interesting sidebar, uh, our contact, who we actually then met the following day when we were at the Weybridge, yep. when he was telling us, uh, Donnelly's, that Donnelly's at has is the only car dealer in Northern Ireland with a helipad? Is that, that what he said? Or,
0: I knew they do have a helipad, I don't yeah. know if he said that, I didn't hear it, but interesting, uh, an interesting fact. Yeah. That's how you knew your clientele are uh, big money. Yeah.
2: I'm sure I'll be correct on this, but I think Donnelly's and Gallen were the top sellers of Range Rovers one year or maybe multiple years see, in the UK.
0: You probably find that a lot of people come from England and stuff too, you know, because you might get a better deal, you know, being based here kind of thing. There's a lot of people are coming mm-hmm. across and grabbing them. So I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um uh, I think I heard that a few years ago, I'm not too sure. They're definitely a big outfit because I worked up around their a while back and they were quite a small building, but they were starting this new building. That was the first I had seen it, and it's a massive big
2: setup. It's seriously, seriously impressive. I remember about ten or fifteen years ago, uh, they get hit one night. Remember, there was a gang going around cutting cattle out of the converters. Uh-huh. And apparently I think they went they got they done thirty or forty Rangeovers in the forecourt. four court.
0: Oh, did they get the hit?
1: Oh, that's yeah. shit.
0: They'd be big big cats as well, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The only drawback I can see of that place is it's definitely Dois a Tripla.
0: Yeah. It's uh there's a waste water pumping station in behind it and it is absolutely horrendous. It is stinky. That's, that's where I worked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was before just before I changed jobs, I was on that for a week or so and it was just like, Oh my god, this is horrendous. <laughs> um so what have I been up to then? Uh I actually drove a Mark Three. Which some, I'm as surprised as anybody. <laughs> so, uh, we how ta- far did you drive it? Uh, down the yard.
1: 20 yards.
0: <laughs> um, so, my red, Nigel, you know this car that we red 1.4 that we drove over to Ultimate Dubs in 2018 to meet you guys, myself and Patty Nelson. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Pulled it down out of the yard. So, the whole plan to start getting cars out of the yard and inside to keep them good or stop them getting worse is starting to take effect. So, I pulled the car down. Threw a battery into it, drove it down. That thing is like that little one point four eight valve engine is just indestructible. You just put a battery on, turn the key, starts first go. Um, drove it down. Decided to wash. Make sure like
2: make sure there's a time belt on it.
0: Yes, it's go. Oh, it's getting overhauled. But uh, there was like obviously like your green mold and algae all over the paint. You know that kind of thing. So I think I spent like three hours washing it. Um, just to put it away, kind of thing. But I didn't want to put it away absolutely stinking either. So washed it up sort of assessed the situation what it needs it just kind of needs the same things as it did before except those areas have got worse so it needed sills it still needs sills it needed the bottoms of the wings done they still need done and the back arches need done so that's kind of the plan for it but it was nice to kind of pull it down get it fired up and then get it inside again and start to see what we're going to do with the guards which was always the long-term plan
2: um i hate washing car- cars you put a put a car or two in makes the big garage feel very small all of a sudden it does start to and funny that car
0: it's a funny thing with that car because like nobody wants it and people wonder why i like it so much but myself and funny i found somebody else uh paul mcgrath our listener both have this real obsession with base model cars so like real low spec or no spec you know kind of things and he actually had a i think it was a vr6 highline mark three he like de and took a load of the weird stuff off and kept, obviously, the I think it was a mulberry collar and called it the low line. Um, <laughs> so it was quite cool going around the car and seeing all the wee rare bits on it because obviously there's no speakers in the doors, there's no electric windows, there's no power or there's no well, there's no power steering, but there's no um central locking and run out to the doors. So, in place of where your like rubber tube would be for the wiring, there's like pl- factory blanks and things like that. So um, sounds, like
2: it's, sounds like it's been specked in the Republic of Ireland. Yeah, pretty
0: much. Just uh, oh, as cheap as you can get it. Keep that tax down. Um, no power steering. It's got a factory four-speed gearbox instead of the five. But because it's actually an early car, it's tornado red and not flash red. So mm-hmm. when it was parked beside Lee's Jetta, like Lee's car is Mars red, but we all know it's really orange. And when you see the two together, it makes Lee's car look so much more orange again.
1: Yeah, well, you were saying you hate washing cars.
0: Yeah, I hate washing cars. I hate
1: washing cars. I took the Superb for a wash today. I'm not going to say how long it was because our sponsor will be really mad. Um, <laughs> but it was a while since it had been washed. It's. Do you know what the problem is with that car? It's just too big. It's too big to yeah, wash.
0: But I guarantee you I spent twice as long or more washing a car half the size.
1: Yeah, but... My car wasn't covered in algae and mold f- th- from lying in the yard for years. <laughs> Mine was just general road crime. But it's like the- you get round to one side, you wash one side, and by the time you get round the other side it's all dried off and you have to do it again. Like, it's oh, pain it in in the arse. Definitely in
2: sections I'm an ex- of car. I'm the exact opposite. I love washing the car. I just find it therapeutic. I love having it washed, dried off. The tires slick. Um, like the car guys will get this, but you sort of I would deliberately go out after a wash to look at it again. You see, it's all nice and clean.
1: I keep looking at the superb now that it's clean and it does. It looks because I went over to Tesco then after I had washed it and I was going up, you know, the like travelator thing, yeah. And it was parked down below and I was looking at it, going, "She does look well, when she's clean." But no, I I do enjoy, I enjoy washing a car for pleasure, like the Jetta, yeah. You know, I enjoy doing that and also it's small and easy to do. But the superb is washed out of necessity. And it's just a pain on the arse. And I can't reach so, the roof. I can barely reach into the middle of the windscreen. Like, it's just too big.
2: Sounds like you need to downsize, Lee.
1: Maybe I do. Maybe I just need to drive the jet off for work.
2: I hate washing the borer, because
0: <laughs> it reminds me how shit the paint is.
2: <laughs> Buy one of my Honda E's. Company <laughs> car, company car. They're
0: cool. Such an M.E. I don't think
2: the M. E. would cover you for the thousands
0: of
1: miles a week. Run her through the brush wash, she'll be alright. Well, it will, because it's all plastic. Yeah, it's fine.
0: Um, yeah, so that's pretty much as as much as I've been up to. Um, I did I say it was nice to get it pulled down out of the yard and tuck it away and hope, well, next weekend we're very busy, but in the next few weeks we'll probably get a few more down. So moving on from that, we'll jump in with a bit of news. Nigel, have you any news for us?
2: Uh, Yeah, can do. Just a wee mention of, uh, it was an Instagram post by Neil Sheehan, you know, from Juicebox. Yeah. Uh, he's actually going over with the drift games guys to America. They're doing an American thing. I think it's Clutch kickers or something like that. They're, Neil Sheehan's going over with them. Okay. Um, but it wasn't about that. It was the fact that uh, the Instagram post he put up was about Juicebox being involved or sort of mentioned in Need for Speed game by EA Games. So, oh, really? In Need for Speed, mentioned Juicebox. Well, the stickers on the main character's car, basically. Holy shit. Um, so his post says, uh, how cool is this? The new Need for Speed trailer was released by EA Games yesterday featuring ASAP Rocky and the main character's car for the trailer rocking Box stickers. I couldn't believe it. We initially gave some artwork for the previous game and featured in the trailer for that. But so damn cool to see Juicebox moves all over this S14, the launch trailer for the massive EA game, along with low origin and status error and more. I grew up playing these games from the very first uh, Need for Speed Underground series. I never thought our graphics would be more lazy in these games or children's artwork for trailers and character cars. Thanks to the developers for putting our stickers in the game and the trailer and thinking of us. That's, Not that
1: that's That is cool.
0: Yeah, it's just cool to show you how, how far Juicebox has come.
2: I think it's the humility and humbleness of Neil that everybody, everybody likes. likes and yeah. He's... Uh, He's got a worldwide brand now, basically, and it's brilliant to see. Yeah, and I think
0: the likes of those American guys been over with the Drift Games ones for LZ Fest has kind of opened up a new market to him too, people who maybe didn't know he was there.
1: Just when we're talking about that, I have a slight uh, tangent. I was watching um, an old episode of NCIS there during the week, because I'm, I don't know, I'm one of these losers. I like to re-watch things that I've already watched. I don't it's, know why.
0: It's a comfort thing.
1: It is a comfort thing. Um I just like, you know, if you're just you're doing something else, but you want a bit of background noise or something, I quite like to just stick on like a silly film or a TV series or something that I've already seen. So you don't have to concentrate on it. It's just there. But anyway, to make a long story short, one of these episodes of NCIS, they went to look for a suspect or something and uh, they went to a car wash. And what was that? The car wash, but all the Too fast, Too furious cars
0: yeah, so and it was just works. random,
1: and it wasn't like referred to or anything. It was just like in the background. They were walking through this car wash. There was all these cars and people kind of hanging around, and the first one we spotted was Suki's S two thousand, the pink one, and then a few of the others. And then you could see like some of the, like Sl- the characters and stuff.
0: Slapjack Supra was there as well, yeah. the gold one,
1: and uh, it was really weird, but it was cool. But it was obviously it must have been being filmed around the same time. And when they were going out to film on location or whatever, they've just been like, "I sure we'll film here." <laughs>
0: Do you know Nigel Class. in Too Fast, Too Furious when they go back to, um, uh, Ludacris's like mechanics garage shop kind of thing? Yeah, uh, yeah. it was obviously shot it was there because there. <clears throat> that's we sort right, of okay. wound it back, and I was like, "That I'm pretty sure that's Ludacris's mechanics place." So yeah, that's it was pretty cool to see.
2: <laughs> Small world.
0: Yeah, my first bit then is here, but right, I'll I'll test you on this before I actually say it. So the world record for the fastest reversing stage over um average over a mile, okay, okay, uh, has been broken. What do you guys think the record is for reversing top speed, like over, the average over the mile? It'll be close
1: to a hundred, I'm sure.
0: Some maniac tries it. Okay,
1: I was gonna say like eighty four.
0: Yeah, so you'd imagine something up there, you know. Reversing, if anybody has ever tried to reverse its speed, it's quite difficult because it does get a bit twitchy. Um, I remember Steven Toner years ago on his DC2 trying to hit VTech in reverse, which was quite good. We were curious what had happened. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Um. Yeah, so it's been broken by Scott Burner, who's a YouTube channel called Always in Reverse. So this guy's specialty is test driving cars on a track in reverse. Okay. So he is the guy for it, you'd imagine. (laughs) Yeah. So he broke it in a 2017 Corvette Stingray uh, with a peak speed of 54 miles an hour and an average over the mile of 48. Now, I feel like I could do this.
1: I see, cars don't go that fast in reverse.
0: Well, from what I could see, and gear I don't them. know if this is an American thing, clearly, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if it's an American thing or if it's a worldwide thing, but apparently cars are limited to 60 mile an hour in reverse. In reverse. So obviously, Makes sense.
1: Although yeah. I would have thought lower, to yeah. be honest.
0: Um, yeah, it sort of caught me off guard, that one, because I would have imagined... That's what I was
1: thinking. I was like, if you want to go for these records, is there some kind of modification you need to make to make them...
0: Longer gear or something like yeah. that? Maybe that's something we could look into. Yeah. Um yeah, so I just thought I would that would say weird. I would say if you
2: got a silage contractor
0: from Kalibaki, he could beat that. Well, if you watch the video, he has the most culty reversing technique ever. It's the arm out over the seat. The
1: ball of the hand on the wheel.
0: <laughs> yep, ball of the hand on was the wheel. I was just gonna say he needs a death knob on the steering wheel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I used to have one of those on the Nova.
0: I I hate the thought of one of those break your thumb weapon round on you.
1: I <laughs> uh, leave you anything. I have one, I think. Um it's just a quick one and I don't know an awful lot about this race series, um, so forgive me, but I saw the headline and I thought it was cool. There's a group of female racing drivers called the Iron Dames. Don't know if you've heard of them. Nope. But one of their members um has become the first ever woman to get on pole position in the European Le Mans series. Um, the four hours of Port in which is in Portugal, I think um which is running this weekend. Um her name is Sarah Bovey or Bovey. And uh that's cool.
0: Well, just on that topic as well. Uh Nigel, do you know the W series? W series? Yes, yeah, the women's the women's racing series that follows the F1. Have you yeah. heard of it? No. Oh, no. no. Oh, as well. Not me. much see do then. It's actually been cancelled, it's been pulled. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. right, okay. They've had 3 years I want to say. I think they've run it for 3 years now. Um, and their main sponsorship has actually been pulled on it, which is weird. It, like pulled it mid-season. So the leader, Jamie Chadwick, has won it twice. And she was leading it again this year. And they pulled it, so she kind of won by default kind of thing, um, which is pretty shitty. But I remember reading something and someone said that it's an impressive feat that it got as far as it did because it does actually follow F1. you know. So you imagine the expense of having to you know, move everything all those times. You know, the fact that somebody was fronting that's mental. Have you got another one there, Nigel?
2: Well, let's just mention one of the big stories this week was the confirmation of the hideous new M2. Oh, yes. (laughs) From the side, as usual, I think Lee was talking about looking at cars from the side, look great, but at the front and rear, you know, it's the front and rear, particularly the rear bumper. I don't know what's going on there, but. it sort of reminds me of a combat kit or some sort of... Yeah, I think we said this, know. it
1: looks like a bad saxo body kit.
2: If you imagine yeah. would you're saying about the back... W-
1: wings waist.
0: <laughs> see, see the back bumper on the edges where it like, kind of like, it goes down quite low and square. That's what makes me think Max Bar.
2: It's like they've designed it and halfway through, I went, I'm away for a cup of tea. And then the bosses went, have you finished that design? Yes, there it, is, there it is. And that'll do rightly.
0: One of our friends has a... It's a... Oh... 235, or 240i, uh, I think it is, remember, which the the obviously numbers of it, but it's one of the sportier two series that isn't an M car, in purple, and it's such a really nice car. It, it, the thing is stunning, yeah. and it's the same model as this M2, you know, so it should, you imagine if one looks exactly like the other, but it's obviously the M2 kit kind of thing that have done with it, they've obviously butchered it. Yeah.
2: Well it's, it's due to arrive, I like, next May price is starting at sixty one sixty one and a half, so add ten grand to that to get some sort of decent spec. Easily, yeah. Um lightweight CSLs to follow. Uh three liter straight six used by the M3 and M4, four hundred and fifty-four break, not the sixty at four seconds. There's just there's a statement here. The M2 has been designed to be more extroverted and bold than its M stablemates. Well, it'll according certainly to that. <laughs> placing as much of a focus on dynamic flamboyance as it does outright pace and driver engagement, um, it's in a segment of one. He said, "There's no other car like us." Correct? There is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an ugly bastard. <laughs> but uh, I here, it'll look like that, but it'll be a great car because the previous M two were like so. The previous M two should have been kept. Yeah. Um, I think that's the last of the pure petrol-driven M's. Yes, I think we
0: talked about that before, um, that that's the last non-hybrid one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Sad times. Indeed, indeed. To go out on such a shitty note.
2: (laughs) So if, if you want to get scared at Halloween, just Google 2023 M2 and that'll give you nightmares.
0: Yeah, don't show it to the kids. Another one I have here then is the GMC Hummer EV edition. So, obviously, it's a Hummer, it's big, it's electric. But it's not the usual EV story that we're talking about. This is revolving around the backlights. So, it has come out that the price of the backlights for this vehicle are starting at the bare light (laughs) $3,045. Not something new. Is is
2: this a Bentley you're talking about, or a
0: Hummer? No, a Hummer. A Hummer EV. Um, If you include uh, shipping, installation, and what is listed as ancillary costs. So I don't know what those are, probably your taxes and that kind of thing. They come in at $6,090 each.
1: I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. Is it a Jetta GTI?
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Because they're the most expensive headlights I've ever heard of. Well,
0: the taillights? Yeah, the smoked ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's weird. Can like, you imagine if you break a taillight? That's a safety feature in a car. You know, you have to have them.
1: Sorry, Lupo Lup- GTI is what I was referring to. Oh, the Lupo GTI. yes. The headlights.
2: Yeah, but here I see a lot of these new Vag cars with these fancy LED lights, front and rear. Go price them, Connor. You know, it's not just electric cars that are. That's steer.
0: it. Like Lee's car has the adaptive headlights. You know, it move as you steer and that kind of thing. Yeah. And like that's like fair enough. If it gets hit, it's going to get covered under insurance. But the problem is, if something, if it just breaks, you know, that's the the mad yeah. bit. And the other issue is that apparently GMC are having issues with these. So once they go out of warranty and that issue continues, that's going to be fun.
2: Mm. Yeah. Not that I it would talk someone, so it'll be all right. Just about electric cars there, I was skimming through some news the other day, and there's an REC survey basically saying that due to rising costs of uh, domestic electric, the average car um, electric car to charge is only 1p a mile cheaper than a petrol one now.
1: Yeah, I had that on the last episode I think I was talking about. Now it's different, it's the way I, or the article that I had read had said it was if you're using like public fast charging points, if you're charging at home, it is still slightly cheaper, it's about 9p a mile compared to 19p a mile for your average petrol, but if you're charging, if you don't have the access to charge at home or you don't have a subscription to these um, public charge points, um, it's about 18p a mile. Which is crazy.
0: Does it say I'll stick with my petrol? Yeah. Although I don't think the bore is doing 19 p.m. i to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, anybody else got anything else?
1: Nope. Uh, I just had one uh, very quick thing, which you know, Christmas is coming, and uh, sorry, Richie, if anybody wants to buy the automotive enthusiast in your life a gift, tag tag watches. Yep. I don't know how to pronounce the second bit of that.
2: Tag her. Those boys. Tag her. Tag, tag her. Tag <laughs> her.
1: <laughs> have released a new watch. Um, I could fa- try and find the details of it, but I'm not going to. Uh, basically, it's a Mario Kart limited edition and it is class.
0: So that's when you're an absolute child, but have a lot of money.
1: Yeah, basically me and you with a lot of money. Yeah. Adult I was children. Say
0: I don't have the money, but I do have <laughs> the childish personality.
1: Uh, I believe the price tag for like the top spec one, which I don't really know what... Is the top spec in a watch? What makes it a, a watch better than the next one? Uh, Twenty one grand.
2: Hi. Is it the right. Carreras, Is it the Carrera series of the watch, or what is it?
1: Like the? Is there like an F one series? Mm. It's some. It's somehow tied tied to like the F one edition watches, but it's Mario Kart, and it's got like a wee Mario going around on it. And when you turn, you know the thing that has the date on it, but it's got all the wee characters in it. Aha. And. There's, like, a Koopa shell and a few other bits on it. And then the crown dial thing has the M on it.
0: It must be tied in with, like, something to do with Latifi the then, is it? If it's F1 and Mario Kart? Because that's how he drives. <laughs> is there banana skins on it? Yeah, it would need to be.
1: <laughs> but, yeah. Um, it's cool. Check it out. I mean, the pictures look cool. I don't know if I'll ever have one, but... I doubt it. Uh, I would doubt it, too. Maybe Matt will.
0: Um... Just to finish up then, we know who Jesse Combs is. If you don't, you've probably been living under a rock. But fabricator, car builder, record chaser, and absolute badass of a woman. She unfortunately died a few years back trying to break the land speed record. And HBO were making a series about it, or the whole build up to it. Um, there's no date release for it yet. Now, you know my luck, there'll be a date release between now and Wednesday when this Probably actually yeah. comes out, <laughs> but we can keep people updated on that. But I would say that'll be a good show because yeah. she's a great TV personality as well. So it'll be fun to watch. With that done then, will we talk YouTube? Nigel, you're bound to have seen a lot of t- YouTube this last while.
2: Well, I didn't watch any on holiday. And, well, true, uh, but I mean,
0: you've been cooped up in the house for a few days.
2: I, well, uh, I've, I've a few things, just my regular ones. Uh, I'll just go through a few things and note, basically. Yeah. Uh, the embargo and the review of the 911 point, uh, 911.2 GTTRS, R S. There's a load of videos dropped on the same day from the usual suspects, so... Is this people sitting uh, with it ready to go because of the embargo? Oh, it right, all dropped within the, an hour or two of each other, oh, basically. Right. You know? um, so you had Chris Harris and Carfaction, uh, Henry Catchpole... Uh, so Chris Harst on his one and Carfection with Henry Catchpole. It's particularly Henry Catchpole one I watched. Um, they were just reviewing it, and yeah, it's just it's a, just an amazing machine. 180k over 500 brake. It, it's a full race car which you can use in the road. The new aerodynamics on it now. It's just it's just getting mental. What's what's been what is capable of, and there was an interesting point in the video where. He was driving it around the track. I Forget the track. I think it was a British track somewhere, and the Porsche. I think it was the Porsche test driver got in and took him around it the way it should be driven, and Catchpole was just blown away of how much more potential the car had or could give you. Ah, uh, yeah, just more beyond what he had in it. His face, a shock. He just—he was—he was, he was actually—he's a man of many words. He's very good at talking and all the rest of it. But when they pull it into the pits, he's just. There's thirty seconds where he's just trying to explain what just happened. It was quite funny. But uh yeah. Awesome machine. I'll never own one, but cool videos. You can always dream. Yeah. Uh did I ever mention the Bocker one two three channel, did I? B O Q E R one two three? I don't think so. No. Well he's he's an ex uh, BMX rider. he's friends with Adam L Z and all them guys. Uh he has a good wee channel there. He's based near Cheltenham, I think. But he's got a unit. His brand is bucker 123 um, I don't know if that was his username back in the day or what or why it's that. But he done a cool wee video there recently about a field car, found E36. So found uh, E36. You have my attention, sir? Yeah, uh, just a five door. I think it was 320 or 318. So no, it, it sort of threw me down memory lane. You know, the hunt for the... An abandoned car and just sort of, you know, bringing it back. And they drove it back to the unit and had a good look around it. Surprisingly, it was a good, solid car. But, uh, no, him and a group of friends, they make some really good videos. One of the series, or one of the vehicles he has is a Defender 110, which he, he's done probably 15 or 20 videos on. And he slowly converted it into... A, like day camping thing as well as an adventure he's lifted and all big big tires as well the one ten's uh, the
0: longer version isn't it like the big yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: you have the 90 and the 110 just you know so it's like the avant version of the land you know so. lee wouldn't like watching yeah. that No. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah that, that's a decent channel some good videos come come from him uh not collecting cars video with chris harrison surprise surprise it was a uh, reviewing of uh, a special commission that Singer done and it's called the Unico. You haven't read about that, no? No, I haven't even heard of it. I think it's just a ball of money and research into this uh nine eleven and it was basically a dynamics and lightweight study, lightweight study. So it's a full carbon thing of beauty. With singer's usual attention to detail, just to that next level of awesomeness. So it, it came in absinthe green with blood orange interior, four litre air cooled, 500 brake engine. And uh, yeah, check it out in collecting cars. Is that uh, car,
0: do you say that car is like a full carbon monocoque? I think so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think one of our listeners was involved in that car. Now I, I won't and can't say just how much, but. Yeah, that was definitely. I'm pretty sure one of our listeners was involved in that. He can let it give me a message and let me know, but I'm pretty sure
2: it was. Be cool to hear about that.
0: Yeah, that's yeah, very good. Oh,
2: uh, moving on then, Jimmy Oaks, as usual, solid channel to watch. He started to work on his AE86, so that'll be a bit relevant to the guys in this island anyway. Yeah, I watched and that this morning. He's doing he's doing a K series conversion on it, naturally aspirated. So, what, what is he nicknamed the car? A K eighty six. A K eighty six, I like it. So uh no other. He has the uh, I think he started employing his mate Spoons had done all the fab work. Yeah uh, recently. We so talk- he's actually I think he's working for him full time or a lot of days for him now. Yeah, we had talked so- before
0: about like Adam L Z getting big and obviously Jimmy Oakes is a, nowhere near that level, but to see like YouTubers starting to employ people full time with that it's mad to see. Well, I
2: I th- I think he has four or five boys working five uh full time to him now. Yeah.
0: Because he's your guy. Is it RJ? Does the the merchandise as well, and then Ants there and
2: Steve too. Steve, yeah. There's another guy. that's always in the background too. I think he's working there now. Yeah, it's it's mad. There you go. Um. Finally, I think you talked about it when, when we were messing with each other about the late break video with the Mark One Escort. Yes, have it on the list here yep you crack away there because that's that's the end of my list an it?
0: absolutely fantastic video so the late break show johnny smith he went and met gordon murray of uh mclaren f1 fame and walked around i think he does a video about his collection but i was more interested in this is gordon's mark one escort resto mod that is basically his daily driver the attention to detail around that car is unsurprising for who it is but it's so cool um he talks so about so subtle OEM plus. Well, that's what he talked about. Like he had said, he didn't want it hot rodded. He wanted it to look yeah. like. And as you say, he, they didn't use the words, but I have it written down his OEM plus, slightly wider steel wheels, things like that. Um, the engine in it is a Duratec, I think it is, with a a Cosworth that got their hands on, pushing two hundred and fifty horsepower. Even went as far back as like moving because he's quite a tall man, moving the front seats back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the dash is an absolute work of art. Now, I think to the purists, the Ford purists aren't that hot on it, but like it looks stunning, and it's well
2: worth it. There it was, co- was a company called Par, wasn't it?
0: Yes, Retropower built the car for him. And obviously, he worked hand in hand with them, and they actually have a build series on it, which I haven't watched, but I'm going to sit down and watch it because. they have a YouTube channel, do they? They do indeed. Yeah, so they have like oh, a, maybe eight or nine part series about
2: building this car. There you so, go. There's some more some, something more to watch. Excellent.
0: Yeah, so I'm really looking forward to sitting down because that is my bag. Um, last one I have then is not a particular video, but a channel is home built by Jeff. I don't know if you've ever seen any of this guy's stuff. Yeah. Uh, he's an Australian guy He's he's built quite a lot of stuff He's built like a um, few Porsches and things But his current project that he's rightly through Is some sort of old Alpha With a Ferrari 360 engine mounted in the front of it So oh, excellent. <laughs> at this stage he has just finished painting the car And he's doing work on the engine and stuff So it's probably a good time to jump on board You know he's rightly in it And there's a lot of content behind it And you can kind of catch up and then follow along with it But it's a, it's a good channel
1: He's a wee bit shouty.
0: Yes, he's a bit shouty. <laughs> he, yeah, he's... You he, he need to be in the mood. Shouty as in brash or just loud or... Yeah. He's just Australian. Yeah. Now we've alienated the Australians, but... Sorry. Who don't we I mean have... alienate? <laughs> um, He's just obviously like... Rather than, you know what, you know the contrast I always say, but like Johnny Smith comes on YouTube and he talks quite calm compared to a normal YouTuber. Yeah. Jeff's kind of on the opposite end of the scale. Bad. but the content makes, makes it worthwhile alone because he does go in and he, he'll say, like, you know, I'm not a professional, I'm doing this, and he's just a guy who's built a lot of cars over his time and just showing you what he's doing. He'll show the mistakes, which I always like. Makes me feel a bit better with mine. <laughs> <laughs> Before we move on to our questions then, should we take a moment to talk about our sponsor?
1: I think we should. So if you're like me and you hate washing cars, you should definitely head up Studio 10. Because although I've just lamented at length about hating washing the car it is still easier to wash oh it's much easier than if it was not ceramic coated so definitely shout out to that
2: and this is the time of year that
0: you notice those coatings working
1: yeah absolutely
2: I'm I'm really enjoying washing my car at the moment because when you wash it when it's ceramic coated it's a joy do you guys find that when you wash it the wash mitt actually like
0: glides it's like slippy yeah oh it's yeah it's crazy-like. Yeah, no, I'm a big, big fan of it, as we've talked about. Um, more importantly, did you see what he had in from we last recorded?
1: I probably did, but remind me.
2: The grey TCR. Uh, TCR. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was nice. Beautiful. Such a nice car. I think they're going to be a very collectible car in years to come because um, they were very expensive at the time. And there's obviously somebody
0: putting the investment into the car then with Studio 10 to make it worthwhile, Yeah, keep it good. Absolutely. Yeah, so if you need any detailing, things that got done. Obviously, if you are your ceramic coatings, your glass coatings, winter preps, and basically, if you work with Robin, he'll work with you and you can get whatever you need. Hit him up at Studio 10 Detailing on Facebook and Instagram.
2: Look at it as an investment. I've seen a quote there on Instagram during the week. If you think it's expensive to hire a professional, wait until you hire an amateur. Oh, um, the ultimate hire an amateur. And I know. (laughs) Because the amateur
1: is you? Yes. Yeah.
0: I can, uh, yeah, I'm always hiring myself. The professional could do it better. <laughs> yeah, so we'll move on to our questions then.
1: Yeah, no problem.
0: Lee, fire you up the question machine there. Do we have a question machine? What What's happened when I've been away? It's, it's our Instagram, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ruin the illusion, Nigel.
1: <laughs> okay, so first question is from FF Metalworks. Hey, Hello, Dennis.
2: Dennis. Hello, Dennis. Uh,
1: knowing Connor has named at least one car... You all have names for all of your, and then I assume the next word is cars, vehicles, vehicles. Uh, yes, I do.
0: I do, Nigel. You don't name cars, do you?
2: I don't. Your two children, I've named. Yeah,
1: and a dog. <laughs>
2: Not yeah. talking about the dog. No, you can probably hear him in the background, can you? Not
0: yet. Not yet. Well, don't speak too soon. He's well behaved.
1: Mine are. Well, the super doesn't have a name on purpose. Uh, it's just the spoib. I didn't name the Sirocco because I didn't want to get emotionally attached to it. And, and I still did. did anyway. But my Jetta, she's called Joan, as in Joan Jet. So, ah,
0: yeah. I did not know that. That's very good. <laughs> I like that, Lee. Although someone did suggest that it could have been called Kim for Kim Kardashian with the ass transplant. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> We're a bit late to the party with that one. We are,
1: yeah. The Vento is Maggie. The Corrado is Meg. Roar and Meg. Like the canon. Like the canon. What are my other ones? Oh, the Nova. My old Nova was called Starscream because it was matte black and a mm-hmm. Transformer. And uh, the current Nova is Ruby because yep. she's red. Is that all mine? I think so. It's all my current ones anyway. Yeah. The other ones in the past have also had names, but.
0: Green Mark Three is Otis. The red Mark Three that I brought in the other day is Rufus. Um, The convertible Mark Three is Mike. The Bora doesn't have a name. I don't know why it, never I don't I don't go to when way to name cars and Lisek is too. It's just like if a name comes to you, that's what it gets. That's their name. Because yep. we're psychopaths. Um The Polo is Toby. Who else do I have?
1: You used to have Calvin.
0: Calvin was the Mark II, R.I.P. Calvin. And
1: Dorothy was your Corsa.
0: The Corsa, R. I. P. as well. Yeah. So there you go. There's always there seems to be a big divide between car people, whether you name cars or not.
1: Mine are usually girls. Yours are usually boys.
0: Yeah, because boys are cool. Girls or are cool. Run about with stinky girls. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>.
1: <laughs> Don't want your boy cooties. <laughs> uh, next question is from Fogle O'Reilly 26. Couple of small touches left for the appearance of hashtag polo number eight is done for now, lol. Mo power time.
0: He is. Good lad. Yeah, Good lad. he's building a fast diesel polo. Um, also shout out to Fogle because when we put on the Instagram about Wayne Lee's car and put out for guesses for weights, he guessed the weight spot on. He was the only one to do it, so.
1: Oh, did he? Yep. Does he, he win did. like a Jurassic or what something? What was the prize again?
0: Uh, he's getting a pint. <coughs> I'm pretty pint. sure he doesn't drink as well, so that's why I thought we'll give him a pint.
1: <laughs> pint of blackcurrant cordial. There you go.
0: He's a cheap date. <laughs> uh,
1: VW Dunner under slash DB Dailies. Is it just me or... Or does the last 10% of your project take by far the longest amount of time?
0: Oh my God, yes. So, uh That's scientifically proven. Yeah, I think Stefan talked about this as well in the last time with Lucy's Caddy. It's like it's almost there.
1: But it's all the little fiddly bits at the end that take forever. Yeah, yeah. it's
0: all those 20-minute jobs adding up.
1: Yes, definitely agree with that. Uh, next one from Rice 283 Favourite 90s BTCC touring car?
2: Nigel, what do you reckon? This is like picking your favourite child.
0: I know, I, it's hard to do.
1: I have one, it's the uh, Laguna. Straight away? Yep. <laughs> I'm done.
2: I have four. Or, sorry, three. Go ahead. Uh, 155 Alpha, 840 Volvo, or the yellow and blue Rabbit Fit Livery Mondeo. Funny,
0: the Mondeo was a close contender for my list. I have the 155 Alpha simply because of the story behind it where you had to homologate. The arrow under the cars essentially, so mm-hmm. they built the road cars with all the arrow. Uh, and backing up Lee's one is the Lagunas as well, the Nescafe Green Laguna. Um, oh, yeah. I think the appeal with these cars for me is that these were working class heroes, you know, these were everyday cars your mum and dad drove, and then suddenly you can see them, yeah, racing on the track, and it's just so cool.
2: What's the saying, racing Sunday, driving to, Mon- to
0: work on Monday or something? Uh, racing Sunday, sell on Monday. Sell on that's, Monday, That's yep. the they were selling the cars, yeah. So you see that Laguna going around, why wouldn't you want your dad driving one?
1: Yeah. My granda had a couple of Lagunas. They're a lovely looking car.
0: Either uh, they've aged really well.
1: Mm. Uh, Mav90G60, hey Danny. Uh, He says, picks asking for a friend.
0: Most people message your girlfriend asking for pictures of herself. Danny messaged my girlfriend asking <laughs> for Corrado <laughs> pictures.
1: <laughs> you do want to stay only minute, like? <laughs> Only rads. <laughs> <laughs> only rads. Um, maybe if we if it gets the the Rufus treatment and gets in and gets a wash, yeah, then maybe I'll post a few pictures. I think, think it's pictures. the next one to come down, so should be good because it's sitting at the back, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Maybe in a few weeks, Danny, we'll see. Um. Danny also says, single lane merge from a two lane, hammer down and cut everyone off or merge to keep the steady flow? Depends
2: what movement. I'm in. <laughs> I'm exactly the same.
1: <laughs> yeah, in fairness, I am too.
0: I'm a firm believer in like keeping the flow going because that's what, when you see people cutting others off and stuff, it does tend to like, back traffic up. But there is times where it's like, right, hammer down, I'm going to make it in here. Yeah. You definitely have to be in the mood, though.
1: Especially if you're in a hurry or you're stuck behind a tractor or something and you're like, oh, come on.
0: Yep. You need to get it.
1: Uh, Another one from Dennis, FF Metalworks. He says, how long would you wait before modifying a brand new vehicle?
0: Shout out to Dennis, who bought himself a brand new vehicle. He did. He did indeed. Good man. Um, Pretty good. He got himself one of the new, well, Lee love this, the Jeep, Gladiator. the Jeep Gladiators, Rah! the Jeep pickups. It's awesome. It's um... Awesome. um in white, so he's been looking at different things and this is actually something he had asked me before and I was like, Dennis, I'm the wrong man to ask because I've never owned a new car and I probably like, never will.
1: But the answer is, on the way home.
2: and That's pretty much what I Dennis have, is I, doing. I have been known... Are we talking about new, new cars here, that question? Oh, though? he's brand new, yeah. Oh, brand new? I've, I've never bought a... Well, Laura bought a brand new car. I've never bought a brand new car, but cars in general, I've been known to buy them uh, modification or uh, mods before I actually getting the car. That's what
1: I was going to say. Before you have them,
0: I in Dennis's case, I wouldn't be afraid to modify it, but I would be selective of what I do. Simply because if say that that particular model, say it's been out a while and you know it gives engine problems or something, you know, or something under warranty, you don't obviously don't map it. You know, keep that kind of thing standard, but you could lift it because if you lift it up. That's not going to affect the engine warranty or things like that. Um, yeah. Or just kind of accept the fact that if you do lift it and there's a drivetrain issue that they're not going to cover it, you know, or expect a bit mm-hmm. of a fight. But yeah, anything that's not massively, anything that's not generally warned her, I would leave it alone. But for warrant her and items like suspension, things like that, modify away. I know he's going to do it anyway. I know or rightly.
1: Any- anything that's unreversible. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can, you can take it off and put it back to the way it was. Not that you would do that, because that would be fraud, essentially. No, but I mean, like, if you were going to sell it on or something. Oh, yes, yes, of course. I like that. S under slash Doug, or Doug? Shane Duggan. Shane Duggan. Uh, favourite pre-2000 OEM vag colour? Is this another like picking your favourite child?
0: My initial thought was Helios Blue from the Mark 1s. I do like that. Um, Absolutely love it. Then I thought to myself... Why didn't I say manila green? Because I went and painted my Mark III manila green. You did. So you'd have thought that would have been it. Mm. It's certainly between that and both of which are Mark I colours. And I'm a big, like, all those like pastly early 70s colours, I'm a big, big fan of those. So that's where they're coming from that. What about you guys?
1: I really like Helios Blue too. I love the R32 blue, Mark IV R32.
0: Uh, Deep Blue Pearl, is it? Is that it?
1: Possibly, I like BBM as well.
2: Oh yeah, BB yeah, BBM or Nagaro Blue. Oh Nagaro Blue, yeah. What? But if I was feeling really flamboyant, uh, Ruby Stone Red Porsche Nine Eleven color, the pink. You know? The
1: pink. Mm.
0: I love that color. It's such a pity. It's overdone now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's kind of in fashion at the minute, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It was a few years back as well. It kind of comes in and out. It's one mm. of those things. But
1: there's some really nice purples as well, like some of the Audi purples. And corado purples, yeah, um, Mul- mulberry, yeah,
2: definitely. No, when you There's yeah. dusty, dusty mauve, isn't it? What what colors yours, Lee? Is it bramble?
1: Mine I was gonna say, I was gonna say like blackberry or something. Bramble, I, I think. think it's bramble. <laughs> it's yeah,
0: it it, it, it's the <laughs> some lighter, sort of,
2: it. some sort of cocktail, something. <laughs> yeah. So,
0: well, I was gonna say something that grows in the heads, but yes, cocktails works too. <laughs> Very typical of Lee.
1: Um, I like purple. Some sometimes it depends on the car.
0: Yeah, I think. Definitely.
1: Like i have become in recent years a really big fan of Carrados in silver. Which I never would have thought was a thing, but it really works. I
0: think it's because older cars generally weren't silver because you'd spec them. You know, it was an um, optional on the paint. Mm-hmm. And it's rare to see them, so it is pretty cool.
1: Next question is from Mark underscore Mark One. What do you do to give you the extra motivation needed on a project when you're losing it?
0: Well, you're speaking Good to that- the right people. <laughs> go to a car show get motivation to the car show or a car meet that's actually the number one answer there yeah. yeah I am never more motivated than when I leave a car show you have everything in your head and you're like yep yep doing this doing this then you come home and you
2: you get, don't do it you go, you go to a car meet or a car show and you gain inspiration and ideas that's how things work <laughs>
0: the, the other thing for me on the day to day is and it sounds counterproductive but take a break You know, if you're pushing yourself and you find that you can't, you know, you kind of become jaded or overwhelmed with what you have to do or you're just burnt out, just take that break. I've learned, like Lee would tell you, I would run myself into the ground working on stuff and I've got to the point now where I, as long as I don't have a set deadline, I'll go and take a break for a day or two and come back to it and just kind of think about it for a while because you do get burnt out. You kind of forget that you're working full time then coming home and doing the same shit again.
1: Yeah, this is supposed to be fun. Yeah, this is supposed to be our hobby.
0: I forget that, <laughs> yeah. that. it's supposed to be fun at times.
1: Um, I think I think I said this maybe one of the last episodes we were talking about something similar. Do something small. Yeah. So find a small task that you can accomplish easily, and then you get that sense of achievement that you've completed something. I think yeah.
2: that can
0: be really helpful. Even if it seems silly, as long as you're taking it off the list, it's a
2: boost. Yeah. I think a, a whiteboard's a good idea beside your project in the shed too. Yeah. Yeah, so you can you can see what's needed and tick things off.
1: Yeah.
2: I have all that on my phone, oh, so it I have can like an be overall. a
1: bit daunting as well if it's a really
0: big list. I have an yeah. overall list, and then I have like a daily list, and the daily list is all like broken down quite small. So as soon as you have something ticked off, it's that mental boost of oh, I've achieved something. Mm-hmm. That's definitely the way I would go about it.
1: I do that even like in work and stuff. It's not really the same, but um, I have always have a list, and I. I really love ticking things off the list and sometimes if I do something that wasn't on the list I'll write it down just so that I can tick it it off (laughs) (laughs) I like it Ian Agnew Why does the return journey seem faster than the way there? I need answers
0: Time travel (laughs) Uh, What else have we got? Black holes, black holes could cause that Could, yeah Um, Aliens aliens. Blackouts (laughs)
1: Yeah, could Have be. Have you been
0: drinking, Ian? You know, <laughs> don't condone drinking driving, but people do it. Yeah, you do generally find that. you. It's, I suppose, it's the anticipation of wanting to get where you are, and it sort of feels like it's dragging.
1: I find that, like, with holidays. You know, yeah. if you're going on holiday or, like, driving to the airport or something, it always takes way longer to drive to the airport than it does to drive home. Oh, definitely. But I don't know why.
0: No, work it out, let Ian know.
1: Yeah, well. We'll uh, we'll get Stephen Hawking on the phone, he can tell us.
0: You'll be doing well. (laughs) Have you got a shovel? I was going (laughs) to (laughs) say. You might want to get Neil deGrasse Tyson (laughs) instead. No, we could get a A seance seance
1: going. (laughs) The Ouija board. Uh, B13 RRT, Bert. Oh, this is sad. He says, destroyed fifth gear this week. Not the TV show, I'm assuming. Uh, will give me a push to start the four-wheel drive conversion, though.
0: Can't really say I'm surprised with that absolute torque monster of a Mark V that he has. Mm. But that four-wheel drive, and that car has been on the cards for years and it needs to happen. So get it done, Bert.
1: Yep. That'll be class. We're all behind you.
0: Yeah. He took it out to DC as well, do you remember? I don't Not remember. too
1: close behind because you get smoked out.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smoked in more ways than one. Now <laughs> oh, it's good to see that car back out again.
1: Uh, James Doherty, 95. Ever get fed up of car shows? Feeling like I need a year out after a very busy year?
0: Yes. Unfortunately, with being involved in three of them out of the year and it being our social life, I, I can't take time off from them, essentially. But, <laughs> yeah. Do you get it, Nigel?
2: Yeah. Th- well, with my work schedule now, I don't really get it as much because I'm not at shows as much anymore. So, I just don't um, get them. Yeah. But it seems... <laughs> There seems to be periods uh, over the years where there's just a bottleneck of events some years. You know, it's just weekend after weekend after weekend. And if you go to the mall, you'll sicken yourself. So, you know.
0: That happened to me this year. And I remember Lee midway through the year. And Lee had obviously been busting to get the jet out. And I said to her, I was like, I just can't be fucked this weekend. You know, and you want to go out and support everyone's shows. But at the same time... I'm kind of going, I have so much to do at home, you know, my own projects and things I like got. And then obviously with the Jetta um, deciding to have the back end fall off it, <laughs> we did miss a few shows. And that was that was the welcome break that I needed from shows and just go and torture myself with that for three months. <laughs> um, but yeah, you do get it, I think. And sometimes you just need to take a break. But then it depends what you're doing with shows. You know, a lot of the shows that we do, and you'll agree with this, Nigel, is... The social aspect, make a weekend out of it, go out with your friends, go get drunk, have fun, you know, if you're, you know, I don't know if everybody does that, maybe not, but if you're not, that's probably another way to look at it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Next question is from and Dawn. He says, planning for 2023, what are the must-see events in the automotive world?
0: Can I just say that Kane is much more qualified to answer this question than we yeah. have? Because that man <laughs> is like automotive photography royalty at the minute, the events that he goes to. He has a,
2: he has a degree and master's in automotive events, I think. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> if you want to know what silly Volkswagen stance she was to go to, Kane, I'm your man, but, I mean, you're the one.
1: <laughs> you let us know. <laughs> what would I like to go to?
2: Well, we'll, well be doing... One it. thing we'll not be going to ever again is Werthersee.
0: no. Yeah, no. that's, that's done. Um, Play, I players,
2: in Engl- players in England would be a top pick. Um,
0: yeah, us would be Alpine Vagfer in Helen, Georgia, yeah. which we'll be going back to. Um, Goodwood Goodwood Festival of Speed. Um, it's a must do. I've never been to it, but I'm sure it's absolutely amazing. And the same mm. with Stefan had went one year to the Nürburgring Classic. And yes. That looks good. They still talk about that trip. Yeah. So I don't know if Kane's ever been there, but I imagine combining those. They run those old like nineties BTCC cars and all the DTM stuff as well.
1: Yeah, uh, I'd like to go to an F one race somewhere. Don't know where, but I'd like to go to one just to do it. To do it. Um, I'd Rally, like to go to the touring Sweden, cars like to to. too. Oh yeah, Rally, that would be good. Yeah, that would be cool. Bring your snowshoes. Yeah, I'd like to go to the touring cars.
0: The touring cars is good. Nigel, have you done it?
2: Never done it. One thing I would love to have done. Yeah. The
0: It's actually a very cheap weekend. Now, it's a few years from where I've been, but we went to Knock Hill, and the tickets were not expensive. Um, we camped at it, which was a mistake, because Knock Hill is constantly, like, minus 40 degrees, and it's <laughs> on a hill with wind. Um, <coughs>
2: Perfect camping conditions? Oh, yeah?
0: yes, yes. I had a proper, like, ex-army sleeping bag, and I was still, like, one of the coldest I've ever been overnight. Um it was a rough sleep, but the racing was unbelievable. Knock hill, you can see everything from, you can dander around the pits. But one thing that really got me was the noise of the cars in person. It was just so much different than on TV. But yeah. for like motorsport events, for big motorsport events, touring cars is so much cheaper than F1. It's definitely, yeah. I would do it.
1: I'd like to go to some of the big American... NASCAR? I'd like to go to a NASCAR as well. I don't know anything about it. But again, Peaks just peak. to experience it. Well, the Revival guys went to NASCAR
0: um, and enjoyed it for about 10 laps and then realised this is it now for the yeah. rest of the day.
1: But I, th- <laughs> I, I think it's the social thing as well, isn't yeah. it? There's a whole community around the, what do they call it? The trailers tailgating and tailgating. And, yeah. and you
0: have your hot dogs going, yeah, yeah. And lots of beer.
1: Um, I'd like to go to something like, is it like Road America where they do like the big classic shows? Yeah. That would be cool. I'd
2: like. I'd like to go to have a car and be able to do drag week. That would be fun. Yeah, yep. that would be absolutely awesome. That would be very fun. It was. On. I think. I think what should happen in England is instead of a drag week, a track week, and to go around all the tracks in the UK over the week. Oh, and just like dot your way. Around, that would be good because you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it here really because you've got well you've got Kirkuson. What do you call it? Bishop's Court, but that's only opened at 13 events a year. Mm-hmm. You have Nuts Corner, Mondello, um, Cart World. So it wouldn't really work here, if you know what I mean, but there's plenty of tracks in England. Yeah. Yeah, that probably would work. That'd be fun. The only thing is you
0: probably have no job when you come home. <laughs> yes. Get that Mark V build.
1: I bet there's loads <laughs> more that we're not thinking of, but there's some interesting stuff goes on around the world.
0: Yeah. Uh, we definitely need you Kane, to tell us about that yeah (laughs) yes
1: tell us the correct answer
0: yes tell us your plans for next year Cian (laughs) he's really only asking this so he can correct us (laughs) yeah absolutely Uh,
1: next question from Connor it's not really a question he says random observation so many show cars are either have either really dirty or no brake fluid in the reservoirs
0: one I'm not surprised that Connor notices that
1: yeah because he's nearly as anal as you yep
0: and second of all, he's correct. Because the problem is when you start to look around cars and engine bays and when someone does tidy up a bay, th- things got like become yeah. more noticeable that they're they're not right. Plus most of those cars don't get driven, so they don't seem to give a fuck about them.
1: Mm. I really liked, and I'd never really noticed it before, and it's not <coughs> the, the fluid reservoir, it's the expansion bottle, but on Grant's Mark VI, yes, he has yeah. like the carbon cover all like round the big the ball mm-hmm. ball and i thought that was really cool so shout out to grant that's nice
0: he's kept the expansion ball but it's a carbon on it now it's yeah. a nice touch
1: no poke no love what do you modify first when you start a build
0: suspension yep
1: i knew that was what you were gonna say it's
0: suspension straight away
1: in fairness you're probably not wrong yeah because even standard weightless lowered is better than
0: aftermarket wheels and not lowered yeah yeah run about (laughs) like a dunk um (laughs) lovely yeah i suppose it depends if it's if it's still on the road yeah that kind of thing but other than that strip the car and start on the shell having a good shell to work off if you're going for a full-on build of something which is what i want to do with the mark 3 is strip it to our shell and see what you're working with because you could be building something really nice on the outside you ever see that simpsons meme of Homer standing over the bed and he's all buff looking and the It's all clipped in behind. It's all clipped in behind. Clipped him behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of there's a lot of cars out there like that. So you don't want that. Cheers for messing them, Mark.
1: Uh that dot silver dot wagon, best way to get back into liking working on cars, losing total interest in the audi.
0: Yeah, once again that's small achievements. Take a break, go to a car show, find your inspiration kind of thing.
1: Yeah, I think so. W eight o r l y, aka Borley. Favorite slash go to tool in your car fixing arsenal. Oh, WD forty and a big hammer.
0: Well, I have three: grinder, hammer, and welder, because those <laughs> will fix or break everything. <laughs> um, what about you, Nigel? Have you anything in particular you enjoy using? What
2: What was the question again? Go to tool for your favorite or go to tool for working at cars. It's hard to beat a good impact gun, like. You know. I
1: was going to say, an impact gun is the way forward.
2: And it will also make you really lazy. I really enjoy a good socket set. <laughs> with with the 10 mil complete. Uh, by a few 10 mils.
0: Um, as sad as it sounds, like, yeah, if you treat yourself to, like, a nice socket set, something you're going to use all the time, it is nice to have a quality tool. There's definitely you under there. That's what she said. Lee's staring at me. Yeah. Um, she would know nothing about a quality chance chance would be a fine (laughs) thing that's it (laughs) poor girl doesn't know what a quality tool is um i own a lot
1: of milwaukee tools i know exactly (laughs) what a quality tool is thank you
0: um it's that thing one of the guys in work was telling me there he just bought himself a welder and was playing around with it and um he'd done a patch in a van and stuff that he has and i said to him i was like when you get into using that you will find so many uses for it you know you can modify things, or it, even if it's just something to pull you out of a hole to make something, yeah. It just a welder's invaluable <clears throat> to me. And then to cover up my bad welding, the grinder.
1: <laughs> um, No poke, no love again. What's a proper Irish feed after the bar, slash tavern, slash pub?
0: You see, proper Irish feed. Uh, I would say that we don't normally have a proper Irish feed after going out in the drink. No, because you have a kebab
1: or something.
2: Or Chinese. It's it's, it's three things. It's Chinese, kebab or pizza on your way home from a session.
1: I'm going to interpret the question as the next morning, which is an Ulster fry.
0: Yes. uh, That's the way forward. Recovery. He'll not understand this, but Google potato bread. That is the shit.
1: Potato bread, soda bread, fried pancake. lots of breads. Throw that into.
0: You want to build up the carbs.
1: Yeah. Um, sausages, bacon. Some people eat eggs. I don't, but yeah, you can throw an egg on there. That's about it. I don't do vegetables as we know. Other that's options available are mushrooms, tomatoes, etc. Don't put any of that on. Mushrooms Bread and meat, good. that's what you want. Fried. Um, with chips. Ulster fried with chips, hack. Yeah. What?
0: Oh yeah. You gotta I'm have Ulster chips fry with your fry. With chips. Go go into Fryer Talks. Not sponsored. Um, go into Fryer talks. Get yourself a fry, like two people get a fry each and a chip between you with their super sauce, super sauce slash chicken gravy. Game changer.
1: It is sea soda bread sounds, with chicken gravy. Really good. Don't it, know why.
0: <laughs> and Tanya Nigel. is all over cure.
1: And a big mm. bottle of liqueur.
0: Um, that's what the, you need.
2: Five thousand calories in one sentence.
0: Of course, <laughs> to follow up five thousand calories worth of Guinness. It's kill or cure. So. <laughs> Well, you've been known to uh, frequent the Chinese on the way home, Nigel, from the drink.
2: Here, now, that would be correct now, I would yep. say.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Lurgan, the, for anyone that knows Lurgan or uh, those that don't, most of the bars and nightclubs, I use that term lightly, uh, are in one street. So that's where all the food outlets are. So you have like a selection of like Mexican, Chinese, kebabs, chippy. You have a Mexican in Lurgan? Yeah, um... What do you call it? Amigas? Amigos?
1: Amigos. Amigos has
0: been there a lifetime. What a cultured town yeah. it has become. Lurgan, Amigos is Amigos is there longer than Lee and I are going out. Um, Jeebersome. So R.I.P. Luka Baps. Yeah, there was so many good times. I remember going into one of them one night after having been out <laughs> right. on the drink and I walked in the next day to get dinner later on because we we've been on a car show and the girl said to me she was like oh you're back and I was like what do you mean I'm back? And she so was like, oh, you were in here last night. I was like, nope, don't remember that. <laughs> and uh, said, have you calmed down any? And I was like, why, wh- what happened? And apparently I threw an absolute fucking strop because there was no, the they'd ran out of potato wedges. <laughs> drunk Connor. you so wanted, precious when you're drunk Connor. Yeah, drunk Connor <laughs> wanted some potato wedges. I think Paddy Nelson was with me that night. Yeah, it was a bit messy. <laughs> it was good. So yeah, um pretty much hangover, get the carbs in, on the night out itself, I would eat anything that moves before.
1: You eat liver when you're drunk,
0: I do. I, I hate liver, but I love it when I'm drunk. That's mm. a Chinese one. Or a box of meat. Oh, a box of kebab meat with curry sauce on it. You smell well after that.
1: <laughs> I wouldn't like to be cleaning you out.
0: No. I do love a good food question, as you can hear.
1: Yeah. Uh, Studio 10 Detailing asks, given the choice, what classic car would you resto-mod and why?
0: I'm going to jump in with either an old 60s C10 or like a 60s F100 pickup.
1: So mm, I,
0: mainly because we don't get those cars. Mm. Um, and I'm sure they're pretty much like old trucks, like literally like lorries to drive. So rest of modern would make one a lot easier to live with. Have you ever seen the one KSC built that used to paint for gas monkey, the green one? Yeah, absolutely unreal. That thing is my exact spec. It's... Ford, I think it's sandalwood green. Um, it has the 20s on it. I think it is a static, but I would probably bag it. Um, the raised bed. It's a supercharged V8, and it's pushing like 700-800 horsepower with a manual. That thing is perfection to me, and that's exactly how I would do it. Yeah.
1: I was going to suggest some kind of an American, like old American car as well. A bit like, probably a bit like what Gas Monkey did, do. which was just take them and modernize and put a crate motor in them you know, bring them all up to date, but it's still the old car. Like an Impala or something. Yeah. That would be cool.
0: Or what is it? Danny drives? He is the...
1: Bird. Fire? No. It's not Some a Some kind of bird, a bird. One of the birds. I think it's a bird.
0: Yeah, and Nigel, he brought it to work the other day and we worked it out. It was averaging 10 miles to the gallon.
2: Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the perfect daily. <laughs> um, I I think one of the best companies in the world to do it, Singer, with the 911s, but if I was sticking to my Vigrates. I would do a resto modern Mark One Golf with TFSI run gear, sort of reworking the chassis that you know would be uh, capable of the power. Yeah,
0: you're talking um, like proper, like you know, not putting ninety stuff in and
2: putting modern day stuff right yeah, back into it. Yeah. yeah, and then I would do a I do a modernization. I would do a virtual dash and stuff like that there into it. You know, don't be a perfect engine for those because it'll still be
0: powerful but quite small. Those fourteen hundred turbos that come in like the the down models kind of thing, but tuning them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the sassy probably would handle up to that better, but as you say, you'd probably, you'd obviously go to town prepping the sassy better than what it is.
2: Mm. It's
1: a road runner. It's a roadrunner. So runner. it is technically a bird.
2: That's, yep. <laughs> another, another car I was, I was thinking would be really cool would be either an E30 or an E36 with the E92 4 litre V8 in it. Oh, yes. Yeah. That would be sexy. Yeah. See
0: or go with the M2 running gear, because I've always said the M2 to me is like the spiritual successor to Uh,
2: the E30s I I went for V8 just because of the The natural aspirated thing Yeah, Um, but if it was to go really classic I think it would be a real old Audi saloon, you know an old Audi 100 or something.
0: That would be cool yeah,
2: with With your rs modern
0: an RS3 engine yes, 5 cylinder warbly noises yeah we can dream, Connor, we can dream. We can.
1: <laughs> okay, so another one from Jack Rice. Um, he says, was planning on doing a Mark II Jetta VR6 build, but now I'm having a change of heart after a friend was chatting to me about the Marks becoming more desirable and that it would be silly to break it for the engine. What's everyone's view on that?
2: Mark Threes are becoming more desirable, but it depends what lies beneath that car Yes, yeah. the donor. Mm. They're also becoming much more rusty. Yeah, yeah. Um,
1: depending, where in the world is he?
2: Uh, Castlewell, so he's not too far away. Okay. <laughs> Mark Mark 3s Mark are becoming more desirable, A, because they've all rolled out, and B, because they've been used as donor cars for the engines for years, for the ABF and the VR6.
0: Yeah, uh, they, they definitely did get cleaned out well. One thing I will yeah. say is, a VR6 Mark two is a fantastic car. It's a yeah. really nice OEM kind of upgrade to them. You're not putting too much power through them, and they sound so good.
1: Ram McDonald's Mark two. Yep. Atlas Grey, Corrado Interior, VR6.
0: Perfection. Perfection. Lovely. Agreed. Um, yeah, like, I mean, as Nigel says, that car could be stone rotten underneath or whatever. It might not even be a desirable speck of one. I wouldn't be afraid to kill it. Like That's coming from a Mark III guy.
1: Last couple then from Chris Marin, because he has corrected you on how to pronounce his name.
0: Okay, what does he say?
1: I know I have a weird surname. The right way to pronounce it is Maron.
0: Well, when I seen that, my initial thought is he wants me to call him Chris Moron. So he's now officially Chris Moron. Okay, sorry Thanks, Chris. Chris. <laughs> he'll regret... There's another listener lost. Thanks Connor. I was going to say, yeah, Chris will regret <laughs> messing in now.
1: <laughs> and his other question is, you've got five grand to spend on a Luxo barge. What's your pick? And the correct answer is, I it. The <laughs>
2: Is that what you were thought, fe- Nigel? Uh, yeah, that's initially where I went to, but just a curveball, maybe a Phaeton? I went for LS400 Lexus,
0: like Tom uh, Kennedy drives, mainly guess. because at that price point, those things are going to break, and that's probably the more reliable of them all. Yeah. I think AS8s are starting to hold their money or creep money again, I think the older ones. Yeah, I shout out to everybody who tags Lee in them all the time. Yeah,
1: thanks, guys. <laughs> Keep them coming.
0: They're such a cool car. Yeah. Is that us then? That's us. Right, well, it's time to wrap it up. Nigel, your recorder's going to run out of uh, memory cards soon, is it? Yeah, it does indeed. Well, we'll wrap it up there then. Once again, as you said at the start of the show, Nigel, thank you to Stefan for standing in on the previous episode. It was good, and we'll most likely have him back again. Um, On our next episode, Nigel, you're not here. I'm on my travels again, I'm afraid. Well, for some. um, It's around Halloween time, so Lee will regale us with some spooky tales, I'm sure. Ooh, good idea.
1: I'm that basic white girl who loves Halloween.
0: There you go. So, as always, anything related to the show, we will post on social media, Facebook and Instagram. If you would like to see that, you can check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Reload Podcast for both. Uh, individually, we are
1: at Maxwell House 46,
0: at V Dubboy, and I'm at Connor McCann. And we'll see you again, folks. Thank you. Cheers. Bye. Bye.
1: <laughs>